This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On Global News Radio. And if you were listening to us yesterday, and even if you weren't, uh, you followed up because it's been on throughout the newscast, you know that um, under pressure over the past couple of weeks for its approach to trying to, to wrestle, and it is a wrestling match, uh, the autism file down to earth and, and make everybody happy, which I don't care what stripe your government is, is almost impossible. Uh, the uh, the Ford government, through its education ministry, as opposed to the uh, Ministry of Community Services and uh, Children and Youth Services, I should say, um, has, has allocated what seems like, I say seems like, more money to uh, autism by funding schools uh, for the full amount that's annualized, but over the uh, the final three months of the current school year, i.e. April, May, June, they'll fund to uh, $12,300 per child for any child that uh, makes the transition from non-school-based to school-based treatment for uh, an autistic spectrum disorder. Now, uh, you know that, that this hasn't gone well for the Ford government, uh, no better than it went for the the liberal government before it, and there's an opposition out there, and that opposition these days, the official opposition, is called the NDP. It has a critic uh, for Children and Youth Services. Her name is Monique Taylor, and we say welcome, Monique. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Great to have you uh, with me. You've heard the way I uh, have portrayed what has happened. You obviously have an opinion or a, a slew of opinions on how this is going down. School boards are going to receive $12,300 per student in addition. Is that adequate in, in any way, or is, is it essentially, as Sam Hammond suggested yesterday, a drop in the bucket? It's absolutely not adequate whatsoever. This is the same funding that um, goes for special needs kids uh, currently. Um, so all they're doing is extending that program instead of it ending March 31st for enrollment. It will be extended till June. Um, we are we know that there is already not enough funding currently in our school system for special education, and now we're um, adding more children into that system without enough supports, without enough EAs, and without uh, the proper um, programs uh, to be able to support them uh, within the school. Okay, so, so yeah, uh, it, let, let's let's take those as as a given, mm -hmm. and and let's take those as a challenge. And let me ask you this. It's not inconceivable that uh, three years and a bit down the road there's an election mm -hmm. and the official opposition does what the last official opposition did, takes over government. And you wind up with that file and you're where Lisa McLeod is or where Lisa Thompson is. What do you do? Well, we make sure we listen to experts, which is the first thing that this government has failed to do right from the get-go. Um particularly on this file, but on many files, but we're talking about this one. They did not speak to any of the experts in the field, first of all, when creating their new autism program. And we, I mean, there was clinical expert committees set up by the last government that this um, administration didn't even know about when they were asked about it in meetings. So they talked to no experts in the field um, and put together a plan based on numbers 
and not on real children. So that's I wonder, the first thing. I'm going to interrupt you and just ask a question. Mm-hmm. If you took over government just as the Ford people took over government, just mm-hmm. as once upon a time the McGinty Wynn people took over government, mm-hmm. they inherit the same people who were the bureaucrats, the deputy ministers, the associate and assistant deputy ministers, and those are the people who hold the keys. They hold the files. So to say, well, the Ford people didn't even know about this stuff, talks to me about dereliction inside the halls of government. Well, a lot of the previous uh, deputy ministers aren't there anymore. Um, I know on this file particularly, it's a new deputy minister that's there, and she truly did not know who the expert panel committee committee was. Uh, that is concerning. Um, so, I mean, that's the first thing you have to do. You have to talk to people in the field. The Liberal plan was bad. I had many criticisms about that plan. But there were things that could have been done to fix that plan instead of completely crushing it and diminishing it and um, taking away our public service out of it and then just handing parents money. A lot of parents who just will not know what to do with that money, um, they will uh, – It's it, they're already over – overwhelmed with everything to just take care of their own children and now they have to become employers they have to figure out how to take the little bit of money that they're being given because it's not near enough money for services and they have to go into the community and find the services to be able to purchase so this is Okay, so this is the thing that I think most people out there, particularly, I mean, the the, the autistic community understands what they're up against. Mm-hmm. The rest of us care about it, I think, very deeply, but we don't really understand what they're up against. And, and if I can characterize it, and correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, the liberal approach was to fund adequately a group of people who, who did receive funding and to fund to zero a group of 23,000 who needed it at the most critical time of life. So that was bad. Now we go over to the Ford government, and the Ford government decides that it's going to fund everybody, but nobody gets what they need. Is mm-hmm. that correct? So, no, I don't. I, the, the first portion about the 23,000 on the wait list, that's it. They're, they're not factual numbers. That 23,000 could be the same child on five different lists. Right. Um, Have you? But somebody, surely, if you're in the opposition, or somebody, even if you're not in the opposition, should be able to come up with numbers that we can put out there on the air and every well, other. We're trying. We're trying to get them, uh, okay. but the government is not forthcoming. And quite frankly, the way that the liberals put a lot of these plans and orders in order. All of that information isn't readily available. The, the, the data system, all of that, it's, it's poor. Um, so trying to extract the actual numbers um, has been a challenge for us to get from the government. They haven't uh, given any of it to us willingly. Uh, we have freedom of information in. We have everything that we can do to try to get those numbers. Uh, but, but the numbers aren't, don't add up. And the government and this government froze the list in October. So we have kids that could have been moving off of that list and into programming uh, since October and have been stalled and put on hold and told, no, you have to wait, you have to wait, you have to wait. And that was, quite frankly, I believe, to inflate that number to 23,000. So when they came out with this plan, they had better talking points on it. Got it. So so if you're, if everything you're saying is correct, the Liberals' approach was inadequate. Maybe they had a start, but it was inadequate. The mm-hmm. Ford approach is inadequate. You don't have numbers that you can trust. So even if you could push every button that was available to you today, that would be inadequate. How so in the hell be, are we going to resolve this problem? There would, be, 
there would have been things that could have been done uh, to try to fix the amount of money that was being spent and how it was being spent. Regulations for um, providers could have been put into place. That is something that the Liberals didn't do and should have. Um, you know, money was flowing faster than people could even watch. Uh, regional providers who were in charge of that money, of 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 handing out the direct funding uh, money, they were watching money flow out the door and they had no mechanisms to watch it stop. And it wasn't good money. You know, it was, um, it, there was, a, it was just a free flow of money. So yes, the, the pot drained very quickly. Okay. Um, so I got to ask you yeah. this question though, Monique, if you like, you know, this file mm-hmm. uh, in a very broad approximation what kind of dollars that are not available today, ostensibly not available today, do we need to fix autism? Right. So I don't have that number nailed down because we don't have actual numbers of where things are and what. Is it in the billions or the millions? Well, I think I think we could we could have done better with the three hundred and twenty million dollars that's already been put into place. Will we need to add more money? Probably so, uh, but we can spend that money better. We can make sure that there's accountability and transparency that goes with those dollars so they can be monitored, so we can say what makes sense for a child, what doesn't make sense for a child, because there was plans going out the door that did not make sense, but nobody had a mechanism to stop it. So the floodgates were open and the dollars were pouring. Last question. If you were given the opportunity to sit on a select committee, all-party committee, to resolve autism in Ontario once and for all to the satisfaction and affordability of everybody, would that be something you'd support? Absolutely. I would I would welcome the the idea. I would welcome the ability to do that, to make sure that we could actually get this done because it shouldn't be a political football. It shouldn't be about what party can get it fixed. We should all be able to fix it together. Do we all have different ideals on how that can be done? Yes, but that's what makes good governance is different ideas coming together, hashing it all out and coming to the best possible option for families and kids. And that's what has been forgotten in all of this is that this is about kids. This is about our future and we need to get it right. It's not about who's right and wrong. It's about all of us coming together to get the best possible job done. Great conversation, Monique. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. Take care. All right, that's Monique Taylor. She is Ontario NDP Opposition Critic for Children and Youth Services. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.